0: Hello and welcome to Grow A Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker and recovering high achiever and this is a Work In Life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy and let's begin. Hello! Hello! Welcome back to Grow With Soul and this first episode of 2022. Thank you so much for being here, if it's your first time, and for coming back if it's not, and for listening in and supporting the show. Today I wanted to talk about something that is as fitting in January as it is any other month, and that is change. The only thing we can guarantee is change. Sometimes it happens fast. Sometimes it is glacial. Sometimes it is good. Sometimes it is bad and sometimes it feels bad, but it's actually good. Sometimes it's within our control and other times it is thrust upon us with no say whatsoever. But however it happens, it happens. So today, I'm talking about dealing with and managing the change you want and coping with the change that you don't. So let's begin with the change you want. Perhaps the change is a comparatively big one. A long awaited move is finally happening, a new job, becoming self-employed. Perhaps it's comparatively small. Starting up a new project, getting to the yoga mat every day, taking a course. It doesn't matter the size, it's a change. And you know what? I would go so far as to say that the smaller ones are the ones to watch. With a big project, we're kind of braced and expectant of the ride, but with smaller ones we deem to not count, we can find ourselves suddenly tipping over the top of the roller coaster without realizing we were even strapped into the seat. So even though this is a change you want, when you have initiated one that you're excited by, by anyone's measure a good change, there still comes upheaval. So much of your energy, time and attention is being eaten up by the change because that's where you want to put those things. You don't want to be thinking about what to make for dinner with your mental energy or spending hours on housework or thinking about that problem your friend is having when you're there like changing your life you may be looking at things and maybe people that you can jettison from your life so you can focus more of your energy time and attention on your project or on the other hand you might be a little worried that some things that are important to you are getting pushed out but you're not worried enough quite to split the attention away from your change. By the summer of 2017, I was nothing but this business. I didn't officially leave my job and start it until July, but in the previous three months that I was working my notice, I was all but checked out listening to business podcasts all day at my desk, escaping at lunch times to binge on just thinking about it and after moving and starting the business there was a good year where all I did was walk the dog and have a business. I didn't put energy time or attention into making new friends or nurturing old ones into exploring my new area or into my own humanity, into anything else that I could possibly do. The business felt like enough, like more than enough, because it was this limitless opportunity until it became this glass box I was trapped within and I had nothing else. And my life was full, but it was so empty. And all this to say, like a boring old crone, go easy. In excitement, you can't always trust your brain. Your brain wants the shiny thing, the thing you're excited by. It wants the dopamine from achievement, which when you're starting something new or making a new change comes thick and fast because progress can just be made constantly because you're multiplying all the time from a zero pace point. But what you want isn't always what you need. You are not a robot, you are a human. You need connection because we are social animals and when the loneliness hits you like a sledgehammer in the middle of what you're building, you're going to want and need your village. You need rest because otherwise you will burn out and you will get ill and you will feel overwhelmed and the ideas will dry up and you'll think you've lost it, which will make all those things even worse. You need time and space to be something other than the person starting a business or writing a book or doing yoga every day, because otherwise you back yourself into a corner you can't find your way out of. Don't overexert yourself towards something, because when you get there, you may find you have nothing else and nothing else of what really matters. Most of the time our bodies and minds don't know the difference between good and bad change, they just know it feels uncomfortable and that we are out of our safe comfort zone. And so they react accordingly, sending us some messages to retreat that it's not going to work just get out of there Over the last three years, I've found myself continually at the edge of doing something different and continually retreating away from it. I've been there with bona fide new replacement offerings that I shuttered without really giving a full chance because it was just so, so uncomfortable. Your big move might be put on ice after putting the house on the market because you know oh god it's really quite scary and are you really sure your new relationship might be cut because what could be more out of one's comfort zone than falling in love a few weeks ago amy Mcnee posted on instagram that so many creators quit before it gets easy because it does get easy all of those things Once your body and brain have assimilated, they no longer scream unsafe, unsafe at you. After you've done something a few times, you become competent at it, which makes you feel confident at it. Your new house becomes your home, your new love, your support system. It gets easy. You just have to white knuckle the hard. One thing we are wholly unprepared for with good change is grief. I wrote about this to someone last year and I will share what I said to them here. When we choose a path, there is grief for the ones not chosen. We know this instinctively, which is why we dilly-dally over decision-making because we're trying to figure out a way to avoid that grief, to have our joyful clarity and eat it too. We do this whole gymnastics routine of backbends and leaps, running around the problem with our flying ribbon to try and figure out a way in which we only feel great about the solution. This knowing doesn't quite reach the surface of our consciousness though. So when, inevitably, we feel sad about the path not chosen, we think this is an indictment of the path we are on, that it's the wrong path that we messed up, that we should be feeling nothing but joy. In nature, there is no light without shade, No give without take. The smooth face of a pebble, warmed by the sun, is grotty with mould and mud beneath the surface. It is both things. This is the natural order of things. In order for one tree to grow tall, the saplings in its shadow grow weedy and die off. When something expands, something else contracts. An equal and opposite reaction. To expect anything but this emotional push-pull is setting yourself up for incapacity to move forward. What if we open the door to this grief? Rather than have it sit at the window tapping on the glass loud enough to hear but quiet enough that you can't locate it and think you're going mad. What if we invited in the grief and allowed it to say its peace? I do not want to put words into your grief's mouth but here is what my grief may say to me. There was a time that that was the dream and it's sad that you didn't get that and you must feel very disappointed because it was all there for you. It was everything you've been working towards since you were eight years old and now the door is closed on it and although it's good it's also sad. Things can be good and sad but they don't need to permanently be good and sad. That's when we get to a life of what ifs and if onlys experience the sad do the mourning for the paths you didn't choose for the lives that were possible and then you can smile and turn to the little bundle you did choose and say come on let's do this now let's talk about the change you don't want one type of this kind of change is when it's too soon or not how you wanted it to go a change you wanted, but not right now and not like this. So for example, perhaps you run a business that you wanted to move away from or sell within a few months, but in the here and now, you're struggling with its profitability and that's causing you a lot of stress. In this scenario, it's easy to become consumed by the overwhelm and the specificity of the problem at hand and lose track of the bigger picture. This to me feels like agonising over sourcing and fixing a widget in a car that you're going to scrap anyway. It is horrid when something feels out of your control and when your hand is being forced. You want to drag it back to how you want it to go. But step back and see the bigger picture. Perhaps... This is helping you towards what you want. Don't lose sight of that larger vision. Don't be so preoccupied with the navigation settings that you forget to change the course. When something like this is happening, when you feel out of control, how can you feel back in control at a higher level? You may not be in control in the moment, but in terms of your life, you can be. How can you turn this into an opportunity to get what you really want? Another type of change is one that is against your will or where you have no choice. This might be having a partner suddenly leave you, a loss of market for your business. For me, at the beginning, selling my house was one of these. I spoke to solicitors and I did sums and I searched and searched for any way that I could keep it on my own, desperately keeping the option to sell off the table until it became the only option. That's why it took eight months to go on the market because it was a change that I didn't want to make. Dealing with this kind of change. Depends where you are in the process because if you are in the throes of grief or denial, like I was, then trying to get perspective is just going to make it all harder. I didn't want perspective. I wanted to believe it would all work out. So allow the feelings to flow through. Don't reach to make lasting decisions when you're in turmoil. If you are seeking a feeling of control, Regain it from small decisions you can be confident on, like choosing a new book or a candle, making a dinner plan, creating a walking schedule. After that, the only way is acceptance and curiosity. Accepting that it's happening to you and that you will get out of the mess faster and with more of your energy intact if you don't swim against the tide. And getting curious about what the silver linings might be, what opportunities might arise. I was able to find acceptance and eventually peace in the change because it meant that my income requirements would be lower because I'd have less responsibility to a very old building and therefore more of my resources, both financial and time and energetic resources, to spend on myself. The final type of change I want to talk about is when you feel you're letting yourself down because you're choosing a change you don't really want to make. So the example I'm thinking of here is when you've made all your new year intentions and your plans and you really wanted to do them and you really wanted to believe that you would do them and yet they seem to be faltering and they're breaking down and while you know it's probably for a reason it's not feeling great. Someone told me that January the 21st is when resolutions start to slip, (laughs) which is very soon. And it's the time where you start to wonder, do you really want it enough to do it? Is it really in the cold light of January what you actually want? There can be shame in this, a what's wrong with me and why can't I follow through spiral of thinking but often I think if you're not following through, it's because something's not right or because those intentions have served their purpose. It's rare that my late December plans make it to February. (laughs) Most often it's what I plan to do and offer through the business, but also my read slash write slash exercise every day resolutions crumble as well. But rather than seeing that as change in a bad way, I think they've just shapeshifted into more of what you need them to be. They got you started, but they can't take you to the finish. So rather than think of this as a change that you don't want to be making because it was representing a change you did want to make, it still can be that. You can pick up a new baton and start again. If making change in your life is something that is very front of mind for you right now, perhaps you are starting a brand new project or perhaps something has faltered or failed that you really wanted and perhaps you're just wondering where you go from here, I would love to invite you to have a look at mapping. This is my brand new course, which is gonna be available from the beginning of February And it's all about navigating to your truest, most fulfilled life. So the link will be in the show notes at simpleandseason.com forward slash mapping. So if you head over there, you'll be able to sign up to the waitlist and read more about it. Any links I mentioned will be in the show notes on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can come and find me on Instagram at simpleandseason. If you have a friend who you think would really enjoy this episode, please do send them the link and share where you're listening online if you enjoyed it too. And until next time, I hope you grow a soul.